Welcome to KathleenWitten.org. We believe that Kathleen's message will inspire you, encourage you, and give you a fresh perspective on life. Now, here's Kathleen. just wanted to share some scriptures with you all and in talking about receiving God's forgiveness. You know, um, last Tuesday I was talking about how they always say on the airplane to put your oxygen mask on first and then put it on the people around you because you cannot help anybody unless you received oxygen. You cannot help the people around you or continue to help them if you run out of oxygen. And in a much greater way, we can't make a difference in the world and help this world at all unless we've received the love of God. And in saying that, I'm convinced that we don't understand receiving the love of God if we don't receive His forgiveness. And He's so forgiving. He's so loving that He tells us that He removes our sins as far as the east is from the west. That when we ask for His forgiveness, it says like five times in the Bible, two times in the Old Testament, three times in the New Testament, that He will remember our sins no more. I mean, that's so good. And yet I see so few of us really walking in that where we can literally feel like we're a new person every day as Lamentations 3.21 says that we are. We tend to pull ourselves back into feeling the same feelings that we felt when we fell or sinned or um, even the years that we so-called wasted and the years that we strayed. But the great thing about God is He not only forgives us, Joel 2.25 says that He restores the years that the locusts have eaten. And so if we trust Him to receive His love and receive His forgiveness, then we can also believe that He will restore. And that's so incredible. That's an incredible promise from God. And so as I was just really pondering this and thinking about this and um, sometimes when I need to think and I can't think um, and I really need to meditate on scriptures, I'll just go wander around and it was um, raining today so I just went and wandered around North Star Mall and um, how's that for spiritual? And I got this shirt. Do you like it? (laughs) At least I'm honest. Do you like it, honey? It was not on sale, um, but it wasn't that expensive either. But why do they always put 99 next to every price? 39.99. Why don't they just put 40 dollars or 29.99? Why don't they just put 30 dollars? Has anyone ever figured that out? It's not, we're not that stupid, you know. We've not quite ever figured that out. But as I'm walking along North Star Mall, I'm just looking at so few people even look joyful. You know, sometimes the most joyful people that I can find, the most joyful faces that I ever see are in children. And you know why that is? Well, a lot of reasons. Children don't worry all the time, you know. They know better. They know that things are going to get taken care of. It's only as adults that we are trained in the art of worrying that we become Worry experts. We could teach worry seminars, you know, how to be stressed out. You know, most of us could get up here and go, okay, now I could just teach you how to worry and be stressed out. 
But little children also, I think, are so joyful because they don't carry around years of baggage where they feel bad about stuff that should be under the blood of Jesus. Where they feel guilty still about things that they've confessed. You know, Storm will do something and then he'll get in trouble because he does have to uh, experience the consequences of what he does. He's three. He says he's four, but don't believe him. (laughs) I don't know why he says he's four, but he is three. And one second later, after saying, Mommy, I'm so sorry, he'll usually ask me for a favor. Like, can we go outside now? See, he just immediately receives my forgiveness. He trusts that my love for him is so great that in the sincerity of his heart when he's asking me for forgiveness, he not only can receive it, but he can go on to receive a blessing. And I just wanted to express what that means to me tonight, what that means to you tonight. Because, see, there's two things that God offers us with His love and with His forgiveness through His Son, Jesus Christ. And one is mercy. And mercy is that we don't get what we deserve. That's mercy. And if you ever want to be like God, which we are supposed to want to be like Jesus, we're supposed to be, want to be like God, then even when someone does something against you, if you can ever get to a place, and we can in Jesus Christ, you can tonight, where you pray that that person does not reap what they sow, and you pray God's mercy over them, that's God's heart. Mercy is when we don't get what we deserve. And you know what we all deserve? We all deserve a separation from God because we all fall and stumble and repeatedly disappoint ourselves, mainly. Sometimes our spouses, sometimes our children, sometimes our children disappoint us, our friends. We're all going to make mistakes. I'm going to let you down. I'll just go ahead and and put that out there. Because I think sometimes when you have someone who's a teacher or priester or pastor, they wear a special collar or... They have um, a gift. It's so easy to feel like, gosh, you know, they're always going to say the right thing. Well, I'm not. And you're not to me. We're going to let each other down. The only one that will never let you down is Jesus Christ. And God gives us mercy. He gives us through Jesus everything that Jesus deserved we got through Jesus. Everything we deserved, Jesus took on the cross for us. That's mercy. The other thing we get through forgiveness, though, is grace. And I just want to talk to you about grace tonight because grace is God's unmerited favor. And uh, many of you have seen that acronym that, that has grace written G and then R underneath, then A underneath that, C, E. And it's written out, God's riches at Christ's expense. See, grace is receiving what you don't deserve. 
Mercy is not receiving what you do deserve, and grace is receiving the blessings that you don't deserve. I mean, I don't deserve the children that God has given me. I don't deserve the husband that God's given me. I don't deserve the parents that God's given me, the gifts, the friends. I don't, but that's God's grace. I don't even deserve forgiveness. We can't earn it. It's by His grace that no man should boast, is what it says in the book of Romans. And so in saying that, you know, if I'm going to receive the love of God, then what keeps me from receiving His forgiveness? One thing is I think that we don't completely grasp that God understands us. He understands us. The book of Hebrews says that God literally, Jesus Christ being our high priest, it says in the book of Hebrews, Hebrews 4, sympathizes with our weaknesses. That is so powerful because it's saying that God, His Son, Jesus, God, the Holy Spirit, they sympathize. Jesus, having lived as a man, having been tempted and yet never sinned, He's been hurt. He's been rejected. How tempting it would have been to just walk away from His disciples and say, you disappoint me. Get away from my face. I'm going to die for you. And you fall asleep. You're arguing about who's going to be on my right and who's going to be on my left. And I'm just trying to obey God. You're so selfish. It's not about you. You know how often Christ was probably tempted and how his brothers and, and his family and his own hometown spoke against him and talked against him to the point of where he said a prophet is not honored in his own hometown. In other words, wherever you came up, and people knew you when you were young, it's so easy to go, oh yeah, who cares, that's just so and so. Even if God's trying to use them. And so Jesus says, I sympathize with your weaknesses. As a man, he would sympathize with the lusts of men. He would sympathize with wanting more and, and experiencing maybe even materialism. I mean, we have to understand that Jesus meant when he said, when he said, that he was tempted in all ways and yet remained without sin. Hello. I'm going to move this over before I do a special dance. And we have to understand that he created us and he understands us. He put us in our, in our mother's wombs. You know, going back to Psalm 139, one of my favorite scriptures but it also says in Psalm 139 that he knows the words that are going to come out of our mouth before we ever say them. And that just really gets me, you know? Because I think, God, you love me and you honor me and, and give me your mercy and your grace. And you knew what a toot I would be today. You knew the words that were going to come out of my mouth before they ever came out. You knew the ways that I was going to deny you. You knew the things that I was going to say. And, you know, praise God, we do go from glory to glory and we change. And I can honestly say that I'm different today than I was two weeks ago. And see, as Christians, you, you are. You're just moving forward all the time as the word comes in you and fills you and heals you and cleanses you. 
But I still disappoint him and I think, God, you know me so well. One of the things that's so amazing to know is that the Bible says that we can be understood even by ourselves. Paul says in Romans 7.15, I hope this is not your favorite scripture, but it's probably a familiar scripture. He says, I do not understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. You know, and I love Paul. I love that because I think I get that. You know, to me, the Bible is just so real with real people. And here's Paul who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He's always in some jail and writing most things from prison. He's going through tough times. And he is called of God, you know. Jesus appeared to him and called him into his service. And yet he even says, the things that I want to do, I don't do. And the things that I do do, I hate. In other words, I don't even understand myself. And so sometimes it's hard for us to receive the forgiveness of God because we don't understand why we even do what we do. And so I just want to encourage you tonight, instead of trying to figure yourself out, which you can spend thousands of dollars in a lifetime on a couch or in some health, self-help bookstore trying to do, just say, God, I don't understand me, but you do. I don't even understand why I do what I do or why I think the way I think. You know, my daughter, um, who's 10, was um, just getting in a really bad mood um, a couple of days ago. And I said, Maddie, what's wrong? She goes, I don't know. And I said, well, why are you acting this way? She goes, I don't know. I haven't figured myself out yet. And I thought, honey, you're 10, and, you know, there are those of us that are 30, 40, 50, 60, 70. We haven't figured ourselves out yet either. It's not about figuring ourselves out. It's about going, God, you understand me. I accept your forgiveness. I don't even know why I did that. Please change me humble myself before you. I can't promise you that I'll change. Because that's just pride. I just promise you that I need you. I'm desperate for you. Please change me. Forgive me. And then receive that forgiveness. The other reason that I think that we don't receive the forgiveness of God is that we're misunderstood by others. You know, we don't understand ourselves half the time. And then we're really surprised when other people don't understand us. And you can't really completely understand another person unless you've literally been with them every second of their life and then you still don't really understand them because you're two separate entities seeing the world from two different perspectives, growing up two different ways, much less people that live across in another part of the world. How can we all understand one another? But let's just take the same family. We're not going to understand what makes another person tick at all times. And and I love this scripture, and I'll explain why I love it. It says in Psalm 27.10, Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will take care of me. You know, that scripture is not necessarily saying that your mother and father would reject you, although there are situations where that is applicable. I'm sure someday my son who's adopted is going to say, Mom, why? 
Or maybe some of you sitting here have had a parent say that you're worthless, or they've left, or they've just made you feel like you don't measure up, or they just don't understand you. And that scripture is so powerful because it says, even though your mother, your father, your sisters, your brothers, even your Christian friends, even the people that should understand you, don't. The Lord understands you. That's powerful. God understands us, and that's so good. You know, I think many people have trouble receiving God's forgiveness because those who claim to represent God don't always act like Him. And, you know, I've never really seen this done before and I'm walking through North Star Mall and it's kind of strange because I'm walking through North Star Mall and I really feel like I'm hearing the Holy Spirit say, to tell you that I'm so sorry. I am so sorry, and I want you to hear God's heart in this. I am so sorry for the Christians that have made you feel judged. I am so sorry for the people that have not let the past be the past. I am so sorry. And I would like for you to please, please forgive them. See, God offers a mercy to you that is so great that you are empowered to offer that mercy to others. It's not a place of weakness. It's a place of power. And God understands you. He understands you if you sat there and watched your brother be beat by a pulp and you've got anger inside you. He understands you if your mother told you you were worthless. He understands you if you have trouble keeping up with the class in school or kids made fun of you and you still feel somewhat rejected. He understands you, but He wants to heal you. And He can't heal you Unless you let Him. And healing comes when we're able to offer mercy to others. And we're able to receive God's mercy and grace for ourselves. You know, I want to encourage you to do two things tonight. One is, if you need to make things right with God and ask for His forgiveness, instead of promising Him that you won't do something again or being frustrated or angry with yourself or just thinking, you know, I don't even think this word even works. I've had people say, you know, I keep telling God over and over and over again, please change me, please change me, please change me. And I don't even think it works because nothing's happening. I think the Holy Spirit is saying tonight, sometimes it's in forgiving others that have hurt us deeply and that don't forg- they don't deserve our forgiveness, frankly. Sometimes it's insane. You know, I've been judged and mistreated by people who are representing Jesus Christ, but I refuse to let that mar my image 
in my true Heavenly Father. And I just release mercy to them. I pray that they don't reap what they sow. I pray that they know the mercy of God. Because you know the secret I want to tell you is that people that cannot receive mercy for themselves, they're the ones that can't offer it to anybody else. Because see, when you know how forgiven you are, when you understand how forgiven you are, it all of a sudden becomes easy, no matter what someone's done. Sometimes it's easy to think, but you don't know what's happened to me. I was sexually abused, or I'm I'm just saying, things that people go through. I was um, deeply hurt. Um, Someone took all my money. God promises to restore. He is our avenger. But we have to get out of the way and let him do it. And part of getting out of the way is saying, I release that person. I release them. I forgive them. And I want you to know tonight that God cares so much that you do that, that even though they may never say they're sorry to you or may never even be sorry, from the heart of God tonight, I'm asking forgiveness. Would you let me do that? I'm asking your forgiveness. Because see, God, He needs us. Elisa said, you know, made a reference to these times being hard, these times being dark. God needs us. Isn't that amazing? I think, but God, you're God. I mean, you don't need us. But see, he set it up that way. He says the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. And you know who he says is righteous? Those have been cleansed by the blood of Jesus. We are God's righteousness in Christ Jesus. The Bible says. So he needs our prayers. He needs us to love one another. And he needs us to show the world that we are Christians by our love. Not to be infighting and not to be hurt and not to be rejected and not to always be hanging our heads and not to always feel negative feelings towards these people. It's a position of power to go up to somebody that you don't have to and extend a hand to them and greet them and basically be knowing in your heart you owe me nothing. God will repay me. What happens when we don't forgive is that we really have unknowingly to ourselves we really end up with an "Ah, I am owed by everybody attitude. And we usually take out our hurt on the people around us because somebody owes us. We were hurt. And I could express to you, you could probably take this mic and express to me, hurtful, incredibly difficult things. And yet God is the one that will repay us if we'll say, I forgive and see Forgiving means releasing the debt. And releasing the debt means they don't owe me anymore. They don't owe me. Nobody owes me. 
I want us to pray. I want to read a scripture, one last one, as you bow your heads and, and close your eyes. And it's just, um, I love all of Isaiah 54. But at this one, it really means a lot to me. It says, No weapon formed against you shall prosper. And every tongue which rises against you in judgment, you shall condemn. This is the heritage of the servants of the Lord. And their righteousness is from me, says the Lord. You know what that means? That means that no weapon formed against us will prosper. It talks about every tongue which rises against you in judgment. It's talking about the people that misunderstand you. The tongue that's risen up against you in judgment or the people that have, mis- that have misunderstood you. They are judging you. And there is only one righteous judge, and that is God. But it's also talking about your own tongue that misunderstands and judges you. Through your own mouth. And God says here, this is the heritage of the servants of the Lord, that they not be judged, that they not be talked about, that they not be misunderstood. This is their heritage. And their righteousness is from me. Your righteousness is not from doing everything right. Your righteousness is not from being, you know, addiction-free and um, telling everybody about Jesus and tithing the perfect amount of money and um, making sure that you rest on the Sabbath and doing all those things. Those are part of the law. They're good and they bless God, but see, the Word of God says that He desires mercy and not sacrifice. That stumped me for years until tonight. He desires not only that you receive mercy and quit trying to sacrifice to receive righteousness. He desires that you not only receive mercy, but that you give it away. If there's any place in your heart that you want to please God, then tonight, forgive. Forgive yourself and receive the forgiveness of God and forgive the people who can never, ever, ever, even if they wanted to, pay you back. They couldn't pay you back for the hurt that they caused. Your ex-husband cannot pay you back for the hurt that he's caused or your ex-wife or your ex-friend, your ex-business partner. They can't make it up to you because it's much more. It's a deep hurt. But God not only can pay you back, He can heal that place. And He needs you healed. We need you healed. Because light needs to shine in the darkness. I'm going to say one other thing. And that is, I just thought of it. You know, um, Storm woke up this morning. Lacey had already gone to work and Storm was just terrified, just absolutely terrified because he's going through a stage where he's afraid of the dark. And he was just screaming, Mommy, 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 come in here. I'm so afraid of the dark. And so I went in there and I just grabbed him and put him in my arms. And I was actually soaking wet because I'd gone on a walk this morning and the heavens opened and it was just a downpour. And so I'm in my robe and I'm soaking wet and it's just, you know, raining, raining, raining outside and 
a rocking storm. And he said, I'm just so scared of the dark. He said, there's monsters in my eyes. And I said, oh, honey, there's no monsters. He goes, well, that's because you're here. He said, close your eyes and you'll see them. I said, no, 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 no. I'm not going to see him. He goes, well, I'll close my eyes and I'll see him. I said, Storm, don't close your eyes. I said, just keep looking at me. Don't take your eyes off me. And you won't see the monsters. And God wants us to keep our eyes on Jesus. When you forgive someone, you've got to keep your eyes on Jesus and you can't let your eyes and your mind and your thoughts go back to that hurt or you'll have monsters in your eyes. You've got to keep your eyes on Jesus and all that he's done for you so that you can receive his forgiveness and you can forgive. That is his amazing grace. That is amazing We hope that you've enjoyed Kathleen's message. To order a copy of this and other messages, please call us in San Antonio, Texas at 210-822-5500 or toll free outside the San Antonio area, 877-397-7773. That's 1-877-397-7773. Visit our website, KathleenWitten.org, K-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-W-H-I-T-T-E-N.org. Thank you.